I welcome you to another episode of Women Prayer Group Podcast. My name is Ruth Akintunde. We thank God for life and every good thing he has done for us. This episode features one of our recorded Bible studies. We hold our meetings every other Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Please contact us to be a part of this group by sending an email to thewomenprayergroup at gmail.com. So our email address is thewomenprayergroup at gmail.com. You can also send a direct message to Women Prayer Group on Instagram. When you contact us, we will provide a conference call number with which you can dial in into our meetings. Coming up next is a recording of our Bible study. God's will in terms of um, um, sticking with him, connecting with him every second of our lives, how important it is for us not to play the harlot and be with him because God is a jealous God. And that's what we see in the Old Testament. So I love reading the Old Testament. So this is Judges 1, and we've just read um, the first 36 chapters. So let's just think about, let's think about, um, what those parts of the Bible is saying to us and with our pen and paper let's try to just think about what God is speaking to our hearts and take each verse once again for the next um, 10 minutes
think about what God is speaking to our hearts about it and and we can share with each other right now. Is anybody on the line? Morning, I just joined, but I didn't hear the question. Oh, okay. Hi, Busola. Hi, good morning. Good morning. So um we've sung or I have sung the hymn and okay. read the thirty six chapters of Judges chapter one. So um just okay. try to look through it for the next ten minutes and if you have anything that God is speaking to your heart about that part of the Bible, just take your time and read through it for the next ten minutes and then you can share with us. Okay. I'd like to know what God is speaking to your heart about, um, Joshua 1. Discovery from God's word. Um, you are very right, as you said. God is faithful. He will not leave His people um, um, without help. He would always come and help His people. You know, Joshua died, and unlike Moses, he did not even appoint somebody after him. You know, Moses appointed Joshua, and the people, the people that don't even really know God, so. These people don't really know God. They just know that God did a lot of miracles for them. But Moses knew that, oh, these people, they can't survive without having someone to help them. They will just go their own way. So he appointed Joshua. But Joshua was not careful to appoint someone else to lead the Israelites. And they, and what they did is, all of them, they went to ask God, that, please, who is going to go? 
um, as we read Judges, you would understand um, more about what was happening at that time. In verse 2, it was it went back to explain some things before Joshua died. And at that time, they were trying to, they were trying to conquer the people, the small, small towns and cities in Canaan. And they already got the big towns. They already got the big victories. They just wanted to conquer some other parts of um, Canaan and distribute the lands to each other. But in the process, Joshua died. And um, they were not able to complete the battle. So they didn't know what to do next. And they had to ask God, God, who will go first to um, defeat these people? Remember, there are 12 tribes of Israel. And God carefully answered them in verse 2 that Judah shall go up, for I have given the land into their hands. He did not say Judah shall go up and Simeon shall go up or some other tribe will help them. Judah shall go up. I have given the land into their hands. However, what did these Israel people do? These Israelites do in verse 3. The men of Judah then said to the Simeonites, their Pharaoh Israelites, Come with us into the territory allotted to us to fight against the Canaanites. We in turn will go with you into yours. So the Simeonites went with them. Now, I believe that it is very um, important to totally obey what God says to you. You know, God doesn't need more people to fight for him. Um, as you read, um, Judges. I don't know if we are going to get there, but Gideon was one of God's chosen judge for Israel. And God only needed 300 men to defeat the whole army that were against the Israelites at that time. So, whenever God gives us a direct instruction, let's be careful to, let's be careful to follow it. And don't let fear make us undermine the power of God. These people asked for help from their brothers to, to, um, to defeat the people but since God has already promised that he was going to give them victory as we read in um, verse 4 to 15 verses 4 to 15 God gave them victory God um, gave them victory against the kings they killed the they destroyed the king Adonibes and then there was the, the whole um, history about Othniel that got um, more victories and was married to Caleb's daughter and mm, as you said, as you rightly said, she asked and she was given. She asked for springs of water and she was also given. I want you to take note of verse 16 because this particular family will be instrumental during Deborah's, um, during Deborah's time. So just take note of verse 16. It says that the descendants of Moses' father-in-law, the Kenites went up from the city of Palms with the people of Judah to live among the inhabitants of the deserts of Judah in the Negev near Harad. So that's where they went. It's as if they went to live far away in the desert. But just note that part of the Bible. Come back to it in chapter 5. Um, what God spoke to my heart about this place is that, okay, God told Judah to go up and then he has given the land into their hands. But Judah told their brothers to follow them to fight the battle. And God fulfilled his promise in verse 17. The men went with 
Judah went with Simeon to fight against the land. They totally destroyed the land. However, in verse 19, they were unable to drive the people from the plains because they had chariots fitted with iron. What do you think about that part? Says the Lord was with the men of Judah, verse 19. They took possession of the hill country, but they were unable to drive the people from the plains because they had chariots fitted with iron. Is our God not greater than chariots fitted with iron? So why were they not able? That makes me think that their disobedience came into the came in the way because God says, I have given the land into their hands in verse 2. So why are they not why are they only able to take possession of just the hill? What of the plains? He has given all the land into their hands. Our God is greater than chariots fitted with iron. He's the God of the hill and the valley. When some people were trying to fight against the Israelites in one part of the Bible, it says that the people said, oh, oh, let's not go to the hill. Their God is the God of the hill. Let's fight them in the valley. Let's fight them in the valley. And when they came to the valley, God proved himself that his God, the God is, their God is also a God of the hill and the valley. But these people were not because what is their excuse? Their chariots were fitted with iron. In Second Chronicles chapter 20, God destroyed four nations that were fighting against Israel, that plotted to fight against Israel. Without Israel fighting any battle, the, the four nations just faced each other and started killing each other. This is what our God can do. But when we step back, we see that a form of disobedience was in the way. And these people were not able to defeat the people of the plains and they lived together with the people of the plains. In verse 21 2, the Benjamites were not able to drive those people out. And the truth is that God blamed them in chapter 2, as we will read by God's grace next two weeks. God blamed them. So for the fact that God blamed them, they, God had already released the ability to destroy these people. But they were not able to because of one thing or the other in their lives, preventing them from doing that. So we are going to pray that, we are going to pray that whatever God has released onto our lives, God will give us the grace to be able to fulfill them. And God will remove whatever inability, whatever sin, whatever limitations that are in us, that that are preventing us from fulfilling this master plan, this, this ultimate goal, ulti, or from getting this ultimate victory that God has planned for us. You know, God has released this victory into the hands. Yeah, they were not able to claim everything. So, um, verse 22 approved Bethel. Bethel was able to destroy, drive out all the people, destroy the, the people, and the spy that helped them, they drove him out. He went to live somewhere. They didn't kill him, but at least they drove him out of that place. However, in 27, it says, But Manasseh did not drive out. So that confirms that, okay, Bethel drove out. Bethel fulfilled what God said. From verse 22 to 26, Bethel, um, um, that's, sorry, the, sorry, I said Bethel, the tribe of Joseph attacked Bethel. So, Joseph totally occupied Bethel, destroyed Bethel, and destroyed the people in Bethel, dri- drove out the spider, helped them out, and, and 
took overtook the land. But in 27, it says, but what does your version say in 27? So, my own says, but, meaning that maybe the previous people did, but these people did not do that. So, the tribe of Joseph was able to do that, to drive out everyone from their place. However, Manasseh did not drive out, nor did, in 28, it says that, okay, they forced those Canaanites into hard labor, but never completely drove them out. In 29, it says, nor did Ephraim drive out. In 30, he says, neither did Zebulon drive out. In 31, he says, nor did Asher drive out. In 32, um, the Asherites did not drive them out. 33, Naphtali, neither did Naphtali drive out the people from among them. And the Amorites confined the, in 34, it says the Amorites confined the Danites to the hill country, not allowing them to come into the plain. Imagine, God said he has given these people, this victory to these people, but their disobedience came into the way. And it, it might not be obvious as disobedience, you know, when you're trying to help God in your, in your life, you're trying to help God to do his work, God will help us. You can do that unknowingly. When God says, just relax, the battle is mine. And you try to help God, God will help us to leave God to do His work in our lives. In Jesus' name, Amen. So, um, and the Amorites too were not allowed to come down to the plain. Um, The, and 36 says the boundary of the Amorites was from Scorpion Pass to Sela and beyond. So basically, this chapter just explained what happened after jo Joshua's death, what was left of the Israelites, and what they did afterwards, and how they, they lived with most of the Canaanites in their city. In the city that God has given them to possess. So, uh, what I wrote here was that um, I wrote something here. Quick here. Um, let me just share it out. I'll share it with you. Said that disobedience to God's word is usually as a result of not being the one that directly received the commands from God. And not believing the source. You know? Adam and Adam told Eve she did not um, hear directly from God. She was not created when God told Adam that they should not eat from the tree of good and of knowledge of good and evil, which is in the middle of the garden. Adam God told Adam directly. When Eve was created, the Bible didn't tell us where Adam told Eve, but from a conversation with the serpent, we got to know that she had a clue. She had a clue of that instruction. And she did not even phrase it the proper way that God phrased it. So 
when you disobey when people disobey when Christians disobey God's word is because maybe they were not directly um the ones that received the commandment from God and they don't believe they did not really believe the source. They didn't see it as important to take heed to the source that gave them that instruction. Um you can read that in Genesis 2, 15 to 18. God told Moses also in Deuteronomy 12, verse 1 to 5, that they should totally destroy these people, every single one of them, that when he gets them into that land, the land of Canaan that he has promised them that flows with milk and honey, that they should totally destroy all these people. So if you can read that in Deuteronomy 12, verse 1 to 5. However, Moses told the Israelites quite all right, but they did not put it in their mind that it's very important for them to destroy all these people, to kill every single one of them and possess the land. And so um, that instruction was not totally followed. Another example is God telling Samuel to tell Saul um, to destroy the um, Amalekites. God told Samuel to tell Saul, and Saul, maybe he did not hear properly. <laughs> he did not see it important to obey what Samuel said. So it applies to us today because some of the things in the Old Testament are like a shadow of things to come. So they apply to our life today. So when your pastor, maybe someone um, in the Lord that is more advanced or hears from God directly, tells us something about God's word. The truth is that if we don't go back to God's word to directly receive that message from him or read the word of God and study it by ourselves again, we will not be careful to obey it. You know, when pastor keeps preaching on Sunday and we keep hearing it and we like, write it down and all the pastor encourages us with um, with one Bible scripture, ah, and we were so encouraged and motivated in the church, and we wrote down, we're like, wow, why is it that when we go back home, or when the week starts, and the challenges of life start hitting us, we just get discouraged again, because we heard it from the pastor, and we did not directly go back to the word of God to receive that power, and power not to worry, power not to be anxious, power to, to have faith, in God's word, you know, when when I when I have a dream directly from God of encouragement to me, I and when I when I have that dream for the first few days, I'm very encouraged. When I start being discouraged again, I replay the dream in my head, telling myself that God has already encouraged me by His power. He cannot fail. He spoke it to me directly, and so that's what we should always do: go back to God's word, the word that encouraged you before, will still encourage you again. So, when disobedience to God's word usually as a result of not being the one that directly received the command and not believing the source that it came through, I pray God will help us to be obedient to his word. And I hope we've been blessed. We have just six minutes to the end of the Bible study. Do you have any other um, inspiration from God's word? Um, or anything you want to share with me before we pray? Yeah, I mean, what you said is right. The first thing is when we are disobedient, possibly because 
but we're not spoken directly. And the next is because um, we don't believe in the source. And it could also just be because um, of our own personal. Well, it's all, it wraps up in those two because if you don't believe in the source, then just because you believe in your own strength. So we'll be praying, we'll be praying that God should help us to obey completely, you know. God says, cast all your cares on me. In another place he says, the battle is not yours, it's mine. Just pray and just, you will not be here without me. You will not have gotten to this house without me. So just let me continue doing my work. Just let me continue doing my work. Just have faith, be happy, live your life, read your the word of God, praise me, worship me. Be joyful. Thessalonians says that rejoice evermore. It is, it is the will of God for you as a Christian to always rejoice. So when you are doing something else, when you are trying to help yourself to solve your problems, looking for one way or the other, it doesn't work well with God. Just relax. Pray about everything. Leave it on, on his feet. Leave it at his feet. And then he will come through for us. So let's pray that. One prayer point I want us to pray is that all the potentials that God that if we go to if we get to heaven right now and God say ah Lord I want you to be I I want you to get I will I okay the plan from you that I had on earth is for you to get to this height. Let's pray that that height that God has destined us to get to that height that God has in His mind originally for us that God will help us to achieve it in the name of Jesus, that our own disobedience, our own unbelief, our own lives will not stop his power, his plan from, from being actualized in our lives. You know, the Israelites were supposed to destroy all these people and take or take possession of the land. We don't know how fast they will have walked with God, you know, if they were not um, disturbed by all these battles left, right and center, if they were not disturbed by the neighboring towns that they left to deceive them, left to make them to um, make them worship the, their gods or if they had destroyed these people we don't know what god was planning for that whole israel the whole land of israel if they had just focused on god and worshiped god as a nation we don't know what this world would become if they had done that would have been if they had done that but they did not they they were disobedient but they were unknowingly disobedient because they just thought that if their brothers helped them to go and fight maybe they would defeat the armies however god told them directly that judah is the one that should go up not judah and simeon and they disobeyed let's pray that whatever we are doing in our lives that that god doesn't like in our in our eyes it could be like we are trying to be to help in the process of getting this victory but if god doesn't like it god should help us god should tell us not to do that god should help us to totally be obedient to his will so that we can get the full blessings from him let's pray in the name of jesus and I know he watches me.